Welcome to the Felicity Fueled Podcast, here to deliver you the highest quality fuel for living your best life. If you like it, feel free to subscribe and thank you again for your support. Please note that any information or advice on this podcast from the host or guests should be used at your own risk. The Felicity Fueled Podcast assumes no responsibility for the decisions of the listeners. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today I am in San Diego hanging out with one of my old friends, Adam Demersman. And I thought it would be a fun conversation to have with him to talk about his life and his career as he is a professional poker player and he's currently rated 231 in the world for professional poker. And this is my dog Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, uh, don't mind the noise. Uh, we're just hanging out in the house and my dog Felly and his dog Zoe are kind of running around playing. So enjoy the podcast and I hope you guys like it. Fire away. So Adam, I think it's an awesome way that you live and how you've been able to make a living and tell me about just how you started to get into poker, your, your journey with it and why you like to do it as a living. Um, me and poker go way back. Like, I've probably told you before that I've never had a job in my whole life, so it, it kind of seems easy, but it's like kind of, kind of always a journey. Like, I dropped out of college when I was when I was nineteen. Like, I failed all five of my like I just failed just straight across the board all five classes. Dropped out. Um, started playing in poker clubs, like ran like a hundred bucks up to like 20,000. Like I felt like I was in rounders and I was like 19, 20 years old. So my, my poker history goes way back and that's kind of how I started. And then I would kind of jump into entrepreneurship. And then the last year and a half, I've been playing in pretty much every poker tournament available, just traveling and playing. I'm obsessed. Yeah, which I, I feel like it's one of those things, you know, the more you do it, the more you just become an expert at it. And it's just so cool that you've been able to make a living from that. I mean, it's kind of something people dream about doing, you know, like it was like, I think like I've said to some friends that 2019 was one of my favorite years ever because like I actually did get to live the dream. Like when you're when you're playing tournaments, the it's tough because if there's like 700 people in a tournament, really only the final table gets paid really well. And I got lucky and I turned $1,000 and I got second for 90K at the end of 2018. And then just immediately went to Vegas, played in like my first $10,000 buy-in tournament. I just went and played five diamonds main, just like when like I had 90K and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go spend 10 and try and win 2 million, which, it's called terrible money management, but that, that was kind of like the story of the year was just gambling really hard and just like going, going everywhere, chasing all the different tours. Um, yeah, I remember I you know. hitting me up and just kind of telling me like, wow, yeah, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know, or I'm, it's like LA, Vegas, Florida, yeah, uh, Colorado, Sacramento, just wherever they go. So when you first started getting into poker, I mean, was it something you were always interested in, like as a kid, or you just kind of one day said, oh, I'm going to get into poker? I mean, did you used to just play it for fun when you were younger and then realize that you could make it a career? Yeah. Or so I'm, I'm like hyper competitive with everything. Like even my dog Zoe right here, like I'm trying to, we're, we've already beat the world record. We just have to document it. But like 
she's caught the world record frisbee throw. Like she's caught in like caught like a two hundred yard frisbee throw. Wow. Which which crushes the Guinness Book of World. So like you can tell just by that how competitive I am. So yeah. I can't play sports anymore. It's like I don't know. Poker always appealed to me because it's just easy for me. Like I'm pretty good at numbers. I'm good at strategy. I think just naturally I'm good at strategy. Like Monopoly, Yahtzee, like. I'll crush you like uh, I just and then there, there's like there's the certain just old school appeal of taking cash and turning it into more cash just like legally just like turning a thousand dollars into ninety thousand like it's a dream you know like like I got to play in WPT events where the you know the final tables are televised and people make millions of dollars and I had like some pretty close runs and in those big events. I almost won a World Series bracelet. I got third. Yeah, I, I remember that you actually like, telling me that. That was like, yeah, that was my biggest cash. Uh, that was 135K. Do you ever get nervous when you play? Or like at this point, is it just kind of, you just get into the zone and you don't even think about it? Um, I guess when I play poker, I try to, I get so dialed in that I kind of forget that money's at stake, really. I'm just trying to win. Yeah. So, like, the, I try to compartmentalize everything out. So, like, when I'm in, when I'm in Vegas playing in a poker tournament, like, I can't, I can't think about Zoe, or I can't miss San Diego. Yeah. Or I can't think about, like, I could be out, like, dating a girl, or I could be at home doing nothing. Like, yeah. when I'm at the poker table, I'm 100% at the poker table. Yeah. So, it, and that's one of the best things, like, that I'm good at is just long hours of hyper focus yeah because one mistake can screw up your entire tournament and one tournament can make your entire year absolutely so, so it is like but no i don't get stressed out about it it's you just get like so immersed into the moment i, I feel like that's with it, it's with anything like you're passionate about you know when you just totally get into that zone you're not thinking about anything else except exactly what you're doing and that's what you have to do to, to be the best you know well, and, and to win and yeah to to bring your a plus game to the poker table like I think my A-plus game is better than most people's A-plus game, but it's like, what is the routine before I get to the table? Like, when I when I go to Vegas, it's, like, very strict. It's like, wake up, drink a cup of coffee, go to the gym, sprint a mile. If they, you know, if they have a steam room, do that. Take a shower, go upstairs, like, go downstairs, smoke a cigarette, more caffeine. Like, you only get a break every two hours. Make sure I already went pee. Like, yeah. have my headphones ready, everything charged. It's like, it's very... It's very, like, a rigid and routine, but it's also, like, kind of a wild, like, the possibilities are endless, and I'm a dreamer, so it appeals to me. Yeah, I mean, you don't really know what to expect, you know? You really don't. And I was going to ask you if, like, you have any rituals before you play as far as, you know, if you take any, like, stimulants or supplements or things to, like, help you focus or... Yeah, I have a, like... You knew me in a past life when I was an alcoholic, and I yeah. I quit I quit drinking successfully. Yeah, which is amazing. Um, that that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. So, poker is another thing that just helps me consume my mind. Yeah. And it's like, if I can be addicted to something that also makes me money, that's good. But yeah, my my routine is actually really really strict when I'm doing it right. Like mm -hmm. I I play best in Vegas because that is my routine. I. I make sure to get up on time and I I go to the gym and just it's quick like I run one mile like as fast as I possibly can and get off the fucking treadmill and then uh, 
yeah, I always have my headphones on. I wear the same exact thing every single day. It's a black shirt. Um, I guess it's called intermittent fasting, but I guess yeah. I guess that's what I do. That's because um, I don't I do that too. like I I don't um, I do. I take Librium from anxiety that helped me quit alcohol. I've taken the same dosage for like four years. Um, so I, and not, not very much, but I don't know. I don't know if I need it or not. Um, I take a little bit of Adderall. I've also told a very small dose, but that helps with focus. And then I smoke a sativa weed pen, which helps with my patience and creativity, I would say. You do that before you play? Yep. Okay. Be- before before I play yet, I, w- I like to get a lot of caffeine, a little bit of Adderall, and I like to smoke the weed pen. And I used I used to smoke a joint on every single two hour break, a full motherfucking joint. Wow. Like I like like during the World Series of Poker, I brought not I brought nine ounces of weed with me. Damn. And I like I burned through it in like twenty days. I was smoking a joint on every break, and I realized it was making me kind of stupid, and like. So is this fucking quarantine. Like I'm yeah. sitting here just, just ripping my bong because, <laughs> like, it, it's it's okay to be lazy now. Is that is that what's up? Like, what? How do you? What do you? What are other people doing? I mean, I I, I think it really depends on the person and what they were, what their life was like beforehand. Cause I mean, you know, we were just talking like for me, it hasn't affected my life too much because I already spend a lot of time at home and work from home and make my own schedule. So the only hard part for me is that it's caused some social limitation, you know, but um, I've just been working more from, from home and trying to get a lot of stuff done that I normally wouldn't want to spend the time doing. But now that like, oh, I don't really, I, I don't really have a reason to go out unless I have to go get food or go hiking or something. But so I've been trying to use it pretty efficiently, but like I've definitely been spending more time doing things that I normally don't. Um, but I feel like with people that, you know, are used to going to work nine to five, it's so foreign to them. They're suddenly like, well, I don't have work. I don't have my job. So, you know, I'm going to sit and watch TV all day or do this all day. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's a weird time. And like people are forced to get out of their comfort zone and their sense of routine, which for some people is terrifying. I think what I hate most right now is that I think too many people are loving it. I think secretly too many people love it. Oh yeah. Like well, they, they get to work from home. They're like, Oh, we got free money coming. Like I think too many people are loving it, which is probably not a good sign for what's going to happen next. Like, totally. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I mean, for some people, I think definitely it's, a, it's an excuse to be lazy. And, and Oh yeah. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. I, I can literally just sit here and do nothing. And the whole thing too, like the, the quarantine 15, you know, like a lot of people what? are just like gaining weight and you, you know, well, and, my, like my thing is, do you, like, do you feel any pressure to, like, I don't want to come out of quarantine and be like, I wish I read a book or like, why, why, like, why did I gain weight and not get in better shape? I had, all the, I had like all the free time in the world. Why did I not do something to improve myself? Like, do you feel any pressure to do more because? I, I was actually thinking and talking about this recently. Like the other angle? Yeah. I mean... I, I think I'm pretty disciplined because like I said before, because I already am like an independent contractor and I, I kind of work for myself. Like, so I'm sort of used to having like a sense of time management when I'm home all the time, but like I've been making the most of it. I mean, you know, I launched the podcast and working on a shit ton of music, you know, been do- working on the nutrition and whatnot. And so who, who else have you interviewed? 
a few other people. I, I talked to Moon. Want to name my, drop anybody? Well, my I actually my my little sister and her her boyfriend they moved from Long Island to Palm Springs and they both graduated from physical therapy school. So I wanted to talk to them about how as a couple they're in the same occupation and you know what was what it was like to go through physical therapy school. So that was a fun conversation because I was hanging out with them like like we yeah, are right yeah. now. You know, and uh, I just kind of brought open the mic and I'm like, let's just have a conversation, guys. So then um, I talked to my friends who run this like nonprofit about uh, depression and mental health um, that and then I did a like a solo episode where I'm talking. So I had those three out and then I have a few other lined up, um, which I don't want to spoil it yet. But like, yeah, I've just been wanting to have cool conversations with people that have a a good story and health wellness music entrepreneurs you know so that's why well, i'm like i gotta get adam on here because well yeah my my whole life it's been about trying to monetize passions like that that's like if anything i'm an expert in it would probably be that yeah. or it's like um like i've never had to fill out a job resume like that that's the appeal of poker is that yeah. if you're if you're smarter than people and if you get a little bit lucky at the right time you can make a lot of money and avoid the system. Yeah, I, which is, which is great. Like when I got 135k, I took it in cash. Like they, like I, I went to the payout window. I didn't even have a bag. They're like, they're like, you have a bag, and I was like, no. <laughs> and they're like, they searched around. They found like a cardboard Amazon. They can't, like it was this tiny little like oh Amazon God. box, and I just took it and just put it in there. And I was, I was walking through the casino with it. How how? And it's good like it's it? like that's the fucking dream, right? Yeah, I mean, when when that ha- like in that moment, you know, when you when you win and you get this large sum of money, like what is that feeling like for you? Uh, it doesn't feel real for a little while. Yeah. Like it just it it doesn't really. It's probably a cliche, but it it just doesn't. I don't know. Like I, when I got that third place, that whole summer was like. If anybody listening, like, doesn't know exactly how poker tournaments work, it's basically you just everybody buys in, everybody buys in for the same amount, and then the stakes continuously get raised. So the deeper you go into a tournament, the more people get eliminated. So usually like, so picture a thousand people in a tournament, like 120 people will make the money. And the other people that get eliminated, they just lose their buy-in. But then like, say it's a thousand dollar tournament and there's a thousand people, first place will be like $150,000. So it's like, so there's a lot of short-term luck involved. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, this summer, I'd always wanted to go to the World Series of Poker and and fire hard at it, and just so I rented a place at uh, Palm's place, and I just I played for forty eight straight days. Damn. Like I played poker for forty eight straight days, like twelve hours minimum. Wow. And yeah, the one hundred thirty five k was on the last day. Wow. Like the the picture the picture of me at the final table like. My face is so worn. Like oh, I, I, I remember like, that picture. I look, I look like the biggest piece of shit. Yeah, like, yeah you sent I mean, me that picture. I, dude, I remember that. I was that. like, yeah, I was like, I'm glad that one wasn't televised because I was so beat. <laughs> like, the, yeah. that was like after the main event. Or like, yeah, I don't know. But that, that, was, that, was, that was fun. And then, you know, I, uh, and then it's just easy to think, like, you just feel like the richest person in the world. And then, uh, I'm a gambler, so I kept kept playing higher, and I actually busted it. I I lost all like almost all of it in like a couple months. Really? Just firing harder, yeah. But then I got but then I got it back again. It's like I was gonna it's, say it's been a, yeah, it's been 
Yeah, like I fired too hard for sure. I was gonna ask, um, you know, if, if this lifestyle attracted you because you already kind of have like a gambling type of mentality. You know, I mean, for someone that yeah, I'll gamble on anything. Yeah, I mean, which. I find fascinating because like I'm kind of the opposite. I've never really been like I'm I'm definitely a risk taker. I mean, you know that, but yeah. I'm not necessarily like I I don't really I've never been into gambling cuz like the thought I'm like, "Oh, well, I don't really want to waste my money. I'd rather like you know, I mean, and I, I always it's cause, it's cause pussy out. It's cuz you're thinking about the money. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Um like to me to me money is a tool. It's like um kind of the only reason I <laughs> funny dog um, it's just kind of the only reason I want to win more money is so I can just gamble higher like yeah. I just I kind of want to just reach the top like last year my goal was I wanted to get top 200 GPI so I wanted to be ranked 200, top 200 in the world and I wanted to have a million dollars in cash and that was that was my new year's resolution and I spent all of 2019 trying to do it um Played five diamonds at the end of December. Almost cash. If I would have won that, I would have succeeded in the, the million dollar goal. But, you know, it's it's hard to get $10,000 that you can dispose of to put into a tournament. Yeah. Because I didn't sell any of my action, which a lot of players do. Like a lot of players in those big tournaments, they it might be a $10,000 buying tournament, but they they might only be in two thousand dollars and like eight thousand dollars might be staked from other people oh wow so like okay. so i'm i'm one of the rare ones that carries his own action like it's more game so yeah i have a lot of gambling for sure so every time you get into a tournament and there, there's always a buy-in so like you're always putting yeah. money on the line every so, time you get in yeah so each each tournament it's like if you have a hundred thousand dollars you should be playing in one thousand dollar tournaments. If you're if you're using good money management, and you want to be a long term pro to be able to sustain like the short term luck, because the best the best player in the tournament is rarely going to win. Like they're over the long run they will. So you have to put in a lot of volume to actually figure out if you're good. And so like tournaments are very they're too results oriented really. Hmm. A lot of people that are heroes like shouldn't be. Wow. Okay. It's like, and it is hard to figure out how good you are. Like I don't, I don't know if I'm the 231st best player in the world. Like sometimes I'm an idiot. Like I, don't, I, I think I'm intelligent and really good at it. But to like, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't even like the word like pro poker player. People throw that around. They're like, they're like, are you a pro poker player? And I'm like, it's a moving target. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, it's like, like it depends. I'm like, it's like. To me, like a bankroll is like stepping on the scale every single day. It's like if you step on the scale every single day, it means kind of nothing because yeah. like for me at least, I'm big, so it'll fluctuate like four pounds, but it doesn't really mean anything. It's the same thing if you're if you're playing in the stakes you can afford, then you'll just be up and down, up and down, and then hopefully you get a spike and then get to move up. So I mean, would you fun. say though, when you get into poker? Is, is this something you can really practice? Like, is it a skill that you can keep like honing in and improving? Is a lot, is, would you, or would Ab you say? Absolutely. It's absolutely. So between that and like, but also there's, there is luck involved. There's in tournament poker, there is a lot of short term luck. Like, so 
Just meaning usually ninth place will pay one tenth of what first place pays. So like if first place is a million dollars, ninth place will probably be like a hundred thousand. So and that's in a tournament with like a thousand people. So you you got to get lucky at the right time. Like you like for me, it's just put in enough volume and get really far into the tournaments, and then if you do it enough times, uh, they call it variance in poker, where it's just sometimes you just run like God and hit all your cards, and if you also play if you also play good, but there's all the best players always win. It's like the the people that are great are great. And the money always filters to the great players. It just it takes time. Yeah. But it's you like is the dream though. Like I, I was like like I burnt through a lot of money and had some terrible money management. But I was just like flying around renting like fucking awesome rooms. Like I had this this hot girl Tara that was traveling with me, and I was just playing in like just five k events, just like like punting, just like just thinking I had like way way more money than I did. Like yeah, it well, just. But, like, I enjoyed the shit out of it, though. Well, that's good. I mean, like, like I got to play in the main event, finally. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got, to, I got to play with all the pros, because I'm a poker fan, too. Yeah. Like, I, I've always loved poker. I always loved poker. It's so appealing to me. I'm surprised you don't gamble. I know. I, I don't know. It's something that, like, I never... I, I would play blackjack here and but you, there, but... But you can't be a favorite, though. Yeah, it's, it's not fun to gamble if you know you're an underdog. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that, like... I admire that people that can do it and have the confidence. I just never really felt confident in it at all, and I don't have well, much experience. So it was one of those things like, ah, I don't really know if this is worth like throwing my money at. Like, I'd rather just go to Whole Foods and buy stuff <laughs> when I well, have like some extra money to throw around. You I know? mean, like my 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 story was kind of that I was I was growing weed, and like this is the stu- this is like the because I. Had, a long poker history, but it was so stupid how I got back into it. It's because I started growing weed commercially, and once I got it going, I thought that I was going to be making a ton of cash. So, like, projected in my future, I thought I was just going to be cash rich. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll start. I'll start playing some. I should probably start playing in some casinos. Like, it'd be a good time to like play poker and also have cash from weed. Like, yeah. those seem like they'd pair together well. Like, yeah. I, and then uh, I just started playing local. $60 tournaments every single night at 7 p.m. or 10 a.m. just at the local casino. It's like 60 bucks, 100 people. Like, first place is like 1,000 bucks. I started just beating those, beating those down pretty bad. And then I just started playing the 240s and the 1,000s and just kept going up. Yeah, and it just, it, it felt like natural to you. Was, did it, or did it take kind of time to like get into that? I don't. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like I'm not even making my own choices. Sometimes I just, I don't know. So like you're just on like I, I feel like I'm just like predetermined. Like I'm supposed to go there. Yeah. Like to me, it's like this year. It's just like I had, I have to book a place. Like there, like I'm not, I'm not going to bail out on the World Series this year. I'm going to play the entirety of the World Series, and I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can do. It's just a chat. Like I, I make these weird challenges for myself that don't make any sense like you should never you should never make a monetary challenge when luck is involved like trying to chase a million dollars is stupid yeah <laughs> it's like it's just an arbitrary number really but uh, like n- no regrets though because it like and pe- people are like you must have hated yourself like a lot, a lot of poker players don't love it that much but like I just love it 
like at the end of 48 days like i didn't want it to be over yeah. like I, I wanted to keep playing like that was it, poker is such a great excuse to just hide from society it's like <laughs> like i can just like if you're winning playing poker tournaments like you don't have to answer your phone you don't have to like you just pay your bills just I thought I was never going to run on $100 bills. Like, I was like, I'm going to have weed forever, $100 bills forever. It's just like, and then, but I have, I have poker coaches and I study it all the time and I play all the time and I, I talk about hand histories and there's, there's like deep analytic strategies and, and I talk with like, I have some really good coaches like the, either today or tomorrow, like I have a, like interview with Chance Cornuth and Joseph McKeon's my other coach. He won the main event for he shipped it for eight million dollars. Wow! <laughs> so like I get I get information from really good sources and it's just so fun because I, I don't want to take it too seriously. I was starting to. Yeah. It's easy. I like, put too much pressure on yourself. Maybe like. I feel like that could happen with anything that becomes a career, like a serious passion. You know, you have to balance that need to want to improve and be successful, but also like you want to continue to have fun with it, you know? And if, if one gets, yeah. if it gets out of balance, then it can start to become not yeah. enjoyable to do, I imagine. Right. And like, I, it's like, I only, I only kind of got one chance to be like, to like explode onto the scene. And yeah. I just... I really just wanted to just be like, fuck all you guys and just spin up a million dollars. Like it, it was like, and I got to play in all the events I'd always wanted to. And the thing was, I was always really good at poker playing in cash games, which mm-hmm. is different because then you're just, you're just trying to take somebody's literal money. Like there's no, there's no first or second. You're just, you're just winning cash off each other, which is to me, not as fun in tournaments. It's like, it's like a golf tournament. Like, yeah. like you, there's a winner. Mm-hmm. Like I got two trophies behind me. I won two tournaments. Oh, and those, those Wild are, Bill. And those are cool. Hard Rock, Florida. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so it's fun. It's like yeah. I don't know. You, tell me about what you've been doing. Well, before I or, I mean I want to ask. Like you had a question. Yeah, I was gonna ask like when you were saying you have your headphones on. Um, yeah. Do you have specific things you listen to? Like do you have a soundtrack that you like to listen to every time, or or what's like <clears> what what's that routine like? I I think that if my opponents could see what song I was listening to, it would tell them a lot about how I'm trying to play. Wow. Okay. Because like there's if you're playing at a table that's like so you're you're not playing against the ha- you're not playing against the casino. You're playing against just other people like me that bought into a tournament. Yeah. So there so you're you're playing against just other humans, but at times you want to be real aggressive because everybody else at the table is like folding too much. So you want to steal the chips. And when, when I feel like the time is right to gear up and play more aggressive, I'll put on certain songs. Like I have gear up songs that are like more up tempo and they're more like get the fucking chips. But if I'm like, if I'm on tilt, meaning like I lost a big, like I lost half my chips or you're nearing the money bubble where it's like 120th pays and 121st does not pay. So it's like if you're down to 130 players and you're short on chips, you can't really play very many hands. So then I'll listen to like Sasha Mon or like I'll listen to like the most relaxed fucking reggae song that I possibly can to try. Like, so I actually listen to music based on mood and then I have some like 
music that I think you'd probably more listen to. It's like I don't even know what it's called, like Thievery Corporation and like Emancipator, like down Bonobo, type whatever. Stuff. Yeah. But like just stuff that keeps like a, a beat kind of. Like a good like like I have focus songs too. Yeah. So I, and I go back to I go back to a lot of the same songs. A lot of, a lot of stick figure obviously. Yeah. It's like it's like ask. it's like probably one third stick figure. Like, so I, I love awesome. stick figure. I know I, I know you do and you. you he's like he's, in, he's in he's in town. You probably interview him next. Oh really? Yeah, probably gonna see him today. Oh cool. Not a bad he, idea. He's been, he's been living the van life. <laughs> he he turned those. Like you know they headlined Red Rocks on four twenty. Really? I, I went there in Colorado on 420. Fucking yeah, Mr. Scott Woodruff, the stick figure. They headlined Red Rocks on 420. That's so fucking awesome. And they sold it out in under two days. Wow, good for them. I it's like so, a t- like ten thousand capacity. That kid wow. is that kid took it next level. Yeah, that's he, an amazing full, he, venue. Like he's like my best friend, and all of a sudden he's a rock star, and like. Maybe that's another reason why I want to make something of myself. Yeah. You know, like with with poker, like my mom hates it. Like nobody nobody fully understands it or gets it, and like that can be annoying. Like in America, poker players are looked at like they're thrown in with gamblers, like Wild Bill and like the Wild West. And like, like an outlaw. Yeah, like so I'm looked at as like an outlaw or whatever. But my first poker coach. Who has the best last name? Deadman, Simon Dead, Simon Deadman. He's uh, this proper Englishman, like uh, like from Nottingham, Nottingham, England, or whatever. But, like went to Cambridge, dropped out for poker. But he's like very proper. But I guess my point is that like in those countries, people that are really good at poker, like him, they're looked at as like high level intellects. They're yeah. com- they're compared to chess players. They have like. They have teams, and they're like they look at it more like the Olympics. Like, let's get the money. Like these, these are the high, like highly intellectual, high-minded people. And that's the way that I look at it. Is that it's like, I you know I try to, I try to have fun with it, but also I take it really seriously. The strategy end of it, it's like it's deep strategy, and but like my mom doesn't get it, you know, and that still bothers me. Yeah, I mean. I- I, I could relate. Mother's Day is on Sunday, so yeah, that, that's why. Yeah, no, I, I sent my mom actually something for that, but I, I mean, I can relate because like, you know, taking an offbeat path a lot of times, especially oh, when yeah. you, you come from a family where they have more, I guess you could say, normal lifestyles. When they see their right. their offspring are kind of going down this unruly path that. Kind of yeah, every, every, nothing good happens in casinos, right? Like, well, I mean, memories. <laughs> I mean, I, mean it, I guess it depends. Like, you know, if I mean, but if, if you're happy and you're able to make a living, I mean, it, it's. I think that's living the dream. You know, right? Like, I'm, I'm, not having I'm to 35 abide. years old for the record, so it's. Yeah. You know, it's. I don't know. You just kind of go where the wind blows. Like they. I didn't have to go play all those tournaments. I don't, I don't really know why I did. It just felt like the right time to do it. Yeah. Because, like, I probably want to, like, have a family someday. And, like, right now I have a dog. But, like, no real responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Like, the Airbnb up front uh, pays I, pays me enough so I can sit and do nothing. So, like, doing nothing is an option. So, gambling, Gambling on poker tournaments where I have a big edge and just firing hard is just it's appealing to me at this time. And I'll, yeah. also when uh, 
I had alcohol problems for years and you can't you can't have a substance abuse problem and be good at tournaments because like that tournament where I won 135k that tournament was four days long for like long hours like you have to like you can't have a drug problem either because you have to fall asleep and then wake back wake up and come back the next day so yeah. like you can't you can't stay up all night. Yeah, so I mean, like, it, it's that's a mental why, game, me too. You what, know, if you're what, are not, you, what are your thoughts on Adderall? Are you probably a hater? Uh, I mean, ish. Well, you know, I know a lot of people take it, and it's it's such a common thing now that most people are on. I mean, I, I can't say I'm like really an advocate for it, but if it's something that is really helping you and not something that well, you're relying on or addicted, I mean, well, I started I started using it before poker actually because inherently I'm lazy and it gets me to. Like, ex- like I used it for like to get shit done yeah. to start exercising again because like when I went to rehab after I met you like I hit three I remember being in rehab I weighed 300 pounds yeah, and I, 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 could, I could not do one push up I remember trying to do a push up and I failed <laughs> and I weighed 300 pounds and I was in the worst shape and so it was, it was such a comeback and then uh, but I always said that tournament players sucked and that that I could win poker tournaments and that all the best players played cash games. And I was always just like, if I played tournaments, I'd beat them. So then I, I just kind of started doing it. Like I was sober and I, it just fit in with my life. I got the freedom to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's incredible. And I love like, it. Yeah. I, I mean, thinking back, like when it's we hard, first dude. met, yeah. it, it's, it's not something anyone can do. Like it, it requires a level of skill and it is, it's not for everyone. You know, I mean, no, so I, I think it's, that, it's definitely not. No, I mean, the I wouldn't fact recommend that, it to very many people. Yeah, which exactly. I mean, it, it's just you have to be a certain type of person that can handle that and, and actually do something with it. So I think it's incredible what you're doing. And like, I, I've you. known you for a while now and just seeing your journey and how much you've progressed. It's, it's amazing. So, I mean, I'm I'm happy for you. Yeah. I, I was going to ask too, is I think it's amazing what you were saying before about the music, like how it's so powerful just on oh, moods. Yeah. The, the whole like idea of a poker face, since playing poker, are you kind of able to read into people better? Like has it, has it been a skill that you've improved over the years or I mean, or oh, does I can, it? I can soul read people pretty well. They, yeah. they, they they call it they call it a soul read. Like if you if somebody makes like a bet, like if all the cards are out and they make a bet on the river, like so all all five cards are on the board, and it's like sometimes they just don't have it, you know. And it's yeah. like you, if you, if like if somebody just you know makes a bet with like nine high and you call them with like pocket twos or something, that like that's called a soul read. But but when you get when you get better at like pattern recognition and noticing what people are doing. Like I, uh, in lot like now I'm forced to play online and online poker. It's it's exactly the same. Like the game is the same, and I'm still successful at it. But it's harder because there's less information. Yeah. Because you because it, it poker is an information game, and like people give away way too much information. And it's a uh, like what the way I try to play poker is I try to I try to figure out everybody else's strategy. It's like. Who, who have you who have you learned from so it's like I try to level people it's like are you level are you level one thinker level two thinker three four like five being like the highest elite players it's like are you capable of this like would you ever would you ever bluff with this much money on the line because I know money means a lot to you you know it's like mm-hmm. it'll be like you know some somebody who really needs the money and I'll you know they'll just like make a big bet and it'll be like they're not going to be bluffing because they care about the money too much. Like they're going to wait for a good hand here. 
So then it also gives you the opportunity like, okay, I'll fold this one, but then I'm just going to press them and I'm going to steal the chips. But it's a, I like playing live because yeah, I, I like the poker face aspect of it. I like to intimidate people for sure. That's so awesome. I mean, like, I like, there's I a lot like of psychology. The, I, like the, I like the stare down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do like to wear headphones. I usually do. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the table because sometimes people suck. Like a lot, of, a lot of times, I just don't want to talk to people. Yeah. But like, you also don't want to, you also don't want to discourage recreational players. Yeah. It's so like if like especially girls. How come how come there's no girls in poker? What, I, mean, what is, I was gonna ask that. Can, like, I mean, can, can you please tell me what is so terrifying about playing poker for a girl? I, like say you. Say you were like interested, which you're not, but like if you liked it, like how come more girls don't join? I, I think honestly, it's what poker's missing, really. Yeah, I mean, well, I, totally, I could imagine. I mean, I, there's I think no, it's, there's nothing. Like it's the worst <laughs> place to meet girls ever. It's so bad. I think it's like one of those things that a lot of industries or, or activities or occupations that have high risk involved. There's just a lower amount of females because I think just naturally, biologically, hum, uh, females are more likely to want to take less risk. Like they want more of like a safety stability. And, and I'm not trying to say there aren't women who do high risk. I mean, I, me, myself, I consider well, myself a very high risk life. The, the, the women, the women that are good have a huge edge. They have like women, yeah. like I'm surprised there's not more girls that play because like, I wouldn't want to eliminate you. Like you're, <laughs> like you're the gorgeous girl at the table. Why? Why the hell? Like, you know, like you can't. You, no, ser- seriously, guys, guy, guys are so dumb. Like you would not. You wouldn't believe it. They would feel bad. Yeah, I think you, that there's you, just, would, you would not believe it. There's probably a sense of it. like intimidation. You know, like just a lot of women. It, it's it, to want, be in that type of industry. It takes a lot of confidence and not I know. just. You know what I mean? Because they got. They got to sit there and get stared down by a bunch of idiots yeah. who probably never get weighed like, <laughs> like you know how many like a lot no a lot of a lot of the a lot of the really good poker players are stone nerds i could imagine i like i, I like to make fun of like i'm an, i'm a nerd too like, I, like in terms of in terms of enjoying math and like <laughs> like the intellectual part i guess i'm a nerd but i i still like to give them shit where it's just like it's like, I'm going to go beat down a bunch of nerds, take all their money, you know? <laughs> but it's like... Uh, I was going to ask... Um, I don't know. Gambling's fun. It's all, Gambling's always a good idea. <laughs> I mean, hey, I... Always a good idea. I can totally see the appeal. I can. I just... Uh, I don't have really any experience in it. So that's why I'm fascinated by it. And like, I just... Well, you've, I, you've, you've taken some high risk. Totally. Some t- high risk angles in life. Like, what I, about what about your? Uh, do you have? Are you on like? I mean, I think the best way to go about it is just to not really care, right? Just I mean, not I, care what people think. Yeah, and hey, I've always lived my life that way, you know. And and I. You're always you're always stoked. Yeah, I guess you're it's always just, healthy. Well, you know what it is. I think it's about like for me, I never wanted to have a normal life, and and like you, I just was not afraid to take a risk, and to, it felt always felt right. Like it always felt right for me to create this journey, and um, but I always had a good head on my shoulders, and you know I'm have a good sense of I don't want to say morale, but like you know I I make choices that I think will benefit my future. Like everything I do kind of has a reason. I mean I can be very impulsive, yeah. but. I want to create stability for myself so I don't have to worry or stress about money. So I'm really smart about certain things, but I, I have always 
accepted the fact that if I want to get to certain places in life, I have to take risks and I cannot give a fuck about what anyone thinks. So I've always lived my life like that, but I I knew you four years ago and really well, and you had a lot of decisions that you were making and it seems like, it seems like you made pretty good choices in my mind. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know. I don't know everything. Obviously I, it's your interview, not mine, but I just remember having some conversations like on that couch over there, you know, about like, I don't know what I should do, Adam. And, you know, we would, we were like discussing the pros I, and cons. I and, remember like, giving, I remember giving you the advice for two different routes. Yeah. I think you, I think you, I think you did take my advice. Yeah. I mean, maybe, was, maybe. I don't know. I think it's a mix, you know, because it's like deep down too. I always know like what what I really feel passionate about. Like certain things were a means to an end. Like working in the adult industry, I had to make the most of it, but it was not like what I really wanted out of life. But I used it as like a stepping stone to get other places that I wanted to, you know. And so I just oh, try yeah, to. I mean, I watch. Like, I don't think it matters that much. It's 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 like it's it's something you do, and it's like there you know there there's yeah there's gambles, and I think what one thing that uh one thing I think we have in common that I think poker in in terms of your adult career, I've, I've thought about this before where it's like I've I've taken like I took the biggest risks like possible in poker. Like I've had, I've had a $40,000 bankroll and just straight bought into a $10,000 tournament, like 25% bankroll shot, highly frowned upon. But that's like, if you do that and if you go out on a limb so far, you'll never be nervous again and you'll never be scared again. So like you asked earlier, if I ever get nervous when I play, play, play poker, it's like, it's like, no, it's like, I, I've already, I've already put myself up against the wall before and I've already like I've already kind of passed that phase of getting nervous I I get really excited like deep in tournaments but but I think that like when you experience like the highest level of something yeah. like you have nothing to be afraid of totally like I, you personally have nothing to be afraid of exactly ever. like you can live in you can live in zero fear yeah no I, I agree 100% and that was certain things I, I purposely put myself through certain experiences Do you hit the max then yeah, like, cause I, 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 to, to know, okay, like if I can handle this, I know I can pretty much handle anything. And right. you know, you're not, once you break that, you cross right. that edge, you're not really afraid of what people think of you or, you know, you, you just realize like, okay, like this is, I can handle this. I'm confident in myself and I can move forward knowing that I can pretty much tackle anything I put my mind to. So I respect people that take risks and really genuinely live life like their yeah. own way. And you know, that's why I think it's it's so great what you're doing. And well, which kind of leads me to the next question, like to play devil's advocate with this lifestyle, what would you say the hardest things to deal with are like certain things that, you know, you wish were different or what makes, what are the, the challenges that come with it? That's kind of, well, you, uh, you're definitely into the nutrition. So, um, one thing is it's I guess a lot of things it's hard to it's hard to stay completely healthy and also be traveling around playing tournament all the time tournaments all the time like if you sit in a chair for 12 hours a day and you and like if I stop going to the gym like there's that risk yeah the the monetary swings can be huge because mm-hmm. I've, I've gone from really flush to just completely bust out of money 
um, more times more times than I should have. Like I, I like I was, I was trying to be the I was trying to be the hero. I think with poker, like I just I wanted to go like just straight to the top. Mm-hmm. So I I just kept heat checking, is what I call it. It's like you you win one hundred and ten thousand or whatever, like. You buy and try. You just try and go for the skyscraper and get it all at once. And then, the way I try to look at it now is like, you can accomplish. Like most people can accomplish a lot more in ten years, like than they think they can. But like most people, try to do it all in one. Yeah. You know, and then that's like that's the example of what I did. Like my, like my, I had my poker successes, but I also had like my crashes. Yeah. Like, like I, I burned. I didn't. I never. I never got sick of playing cards, but I went bust so many times. Like I just, it just, it was just such a, such a learning process, and just like a lot of stuff on the fly. It's like go to Florida, and like I lost so much money in Florida. And it's like I never put any money in the bank. Like I was just flying around from city to city with like a hundred thousand dollars in my in my fucking bag, just like, and. Would you consider like you were impulsive during like during those times? Pretty, I would say, calculated recklessness. Okay. Like I'm, I'm very, like I, I'm very good at being reckless in a calculated way. Yeah. Because I never, I never lost my sobriety, and I've had a million reasons to, and I've always been in Vegas, and like, I'm always like, you know, like. Which props to you? That's amazing. Like, and that, that's really important to me. Yeah, no, that is. I mean, I could relate to that because, like, there were definitely a... I'm, I'm much more stable now than I was, like, when I first moved to L.A. But, yeah, I mean, there was points where, you know, I was... I was all over the place. You know, I was on the plane four or five times a month traveling for work, and I didn't really have, like, this sense of uh, stableness. Like, I was just totally going with the flow, impulsiveness, trying to get as much work as I could, and... Um, those years were really taxing, but they were so important for me to get where I am now. Did, did you enjoy them? Like, what, what happened after after you moved out? You dis, you disappeared, and then... It was, I was hustling. Like, you know, it was... It I was forget. Just, I for, yeah. It was just a crazy was, hustle living wrong. in L.A. Like, there was, like, three, four years solid where I was just busting my ass, like, pretty much taking any opportunity I could get. I, I hope they treated you like an actress. No, they did. I mean, honestly, you know, I, I did what I had to do with working an adult and like, you know, which I, I still utilize, but, um, I always just looked at it as like, okay, this is a job. I'm going to act like a professional. And that's kind of always my mentality. And, but I always knew it was a means to an end and just a stepping stone. So, uh, I, I never let it get to my head and I kind of like kept my distance from it in a sense, because I never wanted that to define who I am. Um, no, it's just, yeah, it's it like was just a job, you know? Well, and yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see if like I'm playing poker. Like we'll see if I continue to play poker tournaments. Like I don't know. If, like is that yeah. I, I'd have to I'd have to be pretty lucky in general to be able to do that for my whole life. I was gonna ask: Is this something that you see like a real longevity, or yeah, it's, yeah, like you want to keep playing? Yeah, like I want to I want to get. The, re- the reason why I was chasing a million dollars, really, is because 
my goal is my goal is to play in all the all the ten thousand dollar buy-in tournaments like the and they're in really cool places too like the like i want to go like every year every year i want to go to the best places like um like the world series of poker in europe is in like there's like shit in like monte carlo and prague and like i want to go to the aussie millions and they have like they have the uh, the stuff the atlantis and the bahamas and barcelona has a lot of good there's just like there's a if I can re- if I can if I can do well enough and and get to and just get to where I want to go there just in my life I would like to be like I would like to travel and play poker tournaments part-time and just live in San Diego part-time. Yeah. And the 2019 was I jumped in I like I jumped in head first and learned some lessons the hard way and now I can't play poker there's there's no live poker tournaments scheduled. What, like, what the fuck? Yeah, fucking COVID-19. I know. It, it, it's such a hoax. It, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it has a whole other conversation, but I, I think it's amazing. I really do what you're doing. Like, I, it's you can travel, you know, you can have all these adventures. I mean, but it's not what people think. Like, it, no. as far as, like, you really have to have a good head on your shoulders and a sense of drive and discipline, I think, to really be successful but, at it. Yeah, it's it it takes it takes a lot of focus and you have to you have to be a little bit of a sadist I think because you just don't win very often like yeah. it's when you play in tournaments especially with huge fields it's like like some golfers will be professional golfers and never win a tournament in their entire career so like I, I would compare it a little bit to golf where it's like and also being like. 231 GPI that means like I'm not quite playing in the biggest events yet mm-hmm. like the you know in, in golf you gotta be like top 80 or some shit but it's like there's a big distance between like 230 and like top 80 or top 50 like um my coach uh, McKeon he's GPI 41 he won the main event and he's also won 9 million dollars on top of it in other events wow. he, he's still in his 20s Damn. Um, but I have him at my disposal. I can text him hand histories anytime I want. Um, Chance Cornuth is going to be my next interview because he's my coach. And I get him for an hour on a video chat. Wow. But he, uh, but right, right now what's exploding is online poker. Yeah. It's and cool that, that you still have that option to do it. It's you know? at, yeah, not the it's, same. It's but. not the same. Yeah. It, there, there's, there's money there. If I, if I don't walk away from this online poker explosion with a lot of money, then I'm an idiot. Like I, I should be winning money. Like so far, no good. But I'll get there. Huh. Uh, that, I don't know. That, that's a whole different topic. But, well, but yeah, r- risk reward, like monetized passions. I'd like to k- keeping health on the road is tough. Yeah. I could imagine. But I had traveled with stick figure before, so I I know what a touring life kind of looks like. Yeah. So it wasn't... It's it's hard. It, but, you have like, to... You could probably help me with some of that. Yeah. I mean, like, I think a lot of it's just uh, having a sense of discipline and, you know, uh, being able to adapt. Like, realize, okay, like, you know, I'm in different environments. I'm living life in a not, not really stable way, but, like, you can still manage to kind of give your body what it needs if you just follow certain protocols you know and well, avoid the, doing certain things the way, the way to prepare like one of, one of my buddies who 
he's incredible at cards, but he he says that he wins in the preparation. And like he, when he sits down at the table, he said what goes through his mind is, and I, the same thing with me. Like when I sit down at a poker table, I kind of look around the table, and in my mind, I just think these guys are fucked. Like these guys are so fucked. It's kind of like what goes through my head when I sit down, just because I know more than them, and I've and, I, and I'm better than them. Like I, I understand when they're going to make mistakes, and it's yeah. like you have to play your cards right, but it, but you can't you can't just miraculously fathom results. Like yeah. it ta- it takes so much work. And like if you saw my pile of buying receipts or like heard this like the marathon stories, it's a it's a really wild journey, but it felt like a dream. Like 2019 was probably one of my favorite years ever for sure. That's like, awesome. And I want I want to get up there to the top levels, but you know we'll see what happens. It's not so bad just like hanging out here doing nothing. No, I mean, good old beautiful San Diego. Right. Well, Adam, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say the other thing about poker tournaments and relating them to health is that I think that I should be treating it like a professional athlete. Yeah. Like every like you like you need to wake up and be ready to be making decisions ten hours, twelve hours into the future. Like your brain can't lose peak focus. So, absolutely. If you have any nutritional uh, supplements or whatever. I'm always down for ideas. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's a bunch of like amino acids or nootropics, things that like I could recommend that would totally enhance just cognition and I mean, just like certain decisions, even like what you eat and what you drink. And I mean, you've already made so much progress. I mean, I'm so proud of you. Just like seeing how when I first met you and where you are now, it's pretty incredible. So I'm. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm super happy to see this. You look exactly the same. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, which is good. Way, way to be. Yeah, I know, right? I like to think I'm aging kind of gracefully. You've aged the same. You look exactly the same. Wow, that's good. Because, I mean, you met me, like, well, I, was, I was so young, like, early 20s, and here I am approaching my late 20s. <laughs> yeah. But awesome, Adam. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to do this, and I'm sure a lot of people find this uh, kind of a fascinating story, you know, just outside the box, living life in a totally different realm. But it's always a good idea to gamble. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast with my friend Adam. Uh, Adam, is there any plugins or anything you want to add for people to check you out? Um, if you want to see uh, what I'm up to, just go to my Twitter, Adam Demersman is my name. Um, if you want to look me up and check out past tournament results, uh, Hendon Mob database is where they keep the world rankings and everything's public knowledge. But uh, thanks for having me again. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for listening. If you like it, please subscribe and I will talk to you all soon. Have a good day. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the Felicity Fueled podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please feel free to subscribe so you can stay in the loop. Thanks again for your support. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.